Hey y'all, you're listening to The Coffee Shop, and I'm your host, Lindsay Acosta. If you know me, then you know that I love coffee, and The Coffee Shop is where I've had some of my favorite and hardest conversations. I've laughed, cried, mourned, and rejoiced with friends as we sat across from one another, a coffee between us. So I hope you'll pull up a chair to my table and have conversations with me as I talk about all things Jesus related in hopes that it will equip, teach, and empower you in your walk with the Lord. Welcome to the coffee shop. So another thing I wanted to bring up was um, just communication in general, whenever you have a relationship. So especially when you're younger and like how you're talking about having those boundaries and um, just knowing how you feel, what your stance is on all of that. Whenever you are with someone, when you communicate, I don't think we should go to your house because it could be a temptation. Your parents aren't there or um, it's really late. So let's just talk on the phone or whatever. Um, Communicating those things. And like Lindsay said, having that accountability, when you tell your, um, if it's a boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, whatever, um, that you don't want to do those things, that is a form of accountability for you and that person having that communication has to start when you're dating Mm -hmm. because when you're in a marriage if you can't communicate how you're feeling or the things that you're not comfortable with or whatever then it's gonna really really be harmful and like hinder the things that need to be going on in a marriage right so I just wanted to kind of throw that in there is communication like talk about it talk about the things that you want, talk about your desires, and talk about what are your boundaries. Don't just have them and hold them to yourself. Tell your partner because Mm -hmm. that lets them know this is who I am. This is what's on the table. They know up front. Yeah, and if they're not comfortable with that or if they want more, then they can go find some other girl because yeah. you ain't about it. Or yeah, because I ain't it. No, yeah. I ain't it if that's what you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know um, there's two teens that I know. One, she's she's 18, and then the other one is like 15. Um, and they both are very adamant about not only just saving, you know, sex for marriage, but also staying pure in heart. Mm-hmm. And they life. are so, like, unashamed about it like they don't care that some of the boys don't like it they don't care that sometimes the girls think it's weird like Mm -hmm. they are just they are just all in and I really think that the Lord is going to bless them in that and I think that the Lord is going to bless their marriages Mm -hmm. um, especially you know they're so young but you know they if they hold to it but but to be that young and to say I'm not willing to cross this line. Yeah. I don't care how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. That is how so we should be. Yes. Um, like we can take lessons from them. Um, because at the end of the day, somebody not liking it has no effect on your eternity. Exactly. Like yeah. your choices are going to affect you. So yeah. like you just have to ask yourself, are you willing to pay the consequences? Mm-hmm. And if you're not, don't do it. Yeah. And if yeah. you have to ask yourself, is this too far? Probably don't do it either. Yeah. 
definitely. I used even to, like you said, like even with kissing, like it really it can get that way. Oh yeah, yeah. it can get that for way. Yeah. sure. And and it's just knowing again, knowing what your boundaries are and sticking with them, and knowing this is this is non negotiable. So either get yeah. on board or yeah, get out. We're gonna speak up about yeah. it, you know. Because yeah. you need somebody who's going to respect you and respect your boundaries mm-hmm. or else you're going to find yourself in relationships and in marriages that are not healthy and you're going to pay the consequences for that too. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, but too, like if, if you're somebody who has either already had sex before marriage or like you've just done things, um, you know, we, we've been talking about like, you know, being impure and, you know, we are kind of more focused on sexual impurity Mm -hmm. for this specific podcast um so like if you have done things that um are you know sexually impure um it's okay like there is forgiveness there is mercy there is grace Mm -hmm. and um the lord can redeem those things and it does not have to dictate your future um you don't have to bring it into your your next Mm -hmm. relationship your marriage as baggage yeah Mm-hmm. Um, cause the Lord can relieve that shame. Mm-hmm. You don't have to live under that feeling of, of shame. And, mm-hmm. um, like, are there still going to be consequences potentially? Yeah. Like how Tiffany was saying, that's something that, you know, they still deal with. Um, I'm going to be honest, like I was a little bit more, um, I was kind of like how Steve was. For Tiffany because yeah. I hadn't had sex before I met Tony mm-hmm. and so but he he did so for me it it is that not constant but every now and then you'll just kind of be like dang I really wish that that had been something special for us and hindsight really is 2020 and you know we're able to look back and know like this is what we did and these were the consequences but also think too that like 99.9% of the time, our actions have consequences that affect other people. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we weren't thinking about that yeah. when we were making our choices. Yeah, you um, didn't even think about that. Yeah. So, like, you know, Tony's choices that happened well before he met me mm-hmm. are now having consequences for me because that was a price that I had to pay that I didn't sign up for. Yeah. Um, And, you know, thankfully, you know, Again, the Lord has redeemed all of those things, and it's not like this big issue. But, but yeah, even even if you have already done this uh, and you know you feel ashamed, please don't live in that shame. Yeah. It's not worth it. Though, like Jesus died so that you don't have to live in shame, 100%. even in something as serious as this. Yeah. Um, there is redemption. There is restoration. Um, I do want to say, I think it's good to remember too, um, just about sin in general. Like we hold this one, I feel like to a higher standard than other sins, like lying, cheating, stealing, those kind of things. And like, I mean, I know everyone thinks murdering is the worst, but like it says in the Bible, like the Lord looks at them equally. Right. Right. So he can forgive them equally and yeah. you can move on from it. Like we don't have to be held in bondage to something that yeah. it might like be in our ear for the rest of our life. Like I definitely struggle with still feeling like impure, but I know that the Lord has 
like forgiving me of those things and he's given me a beautiful marriage and family and all those Mm -hmm. things but the enemy still tries to put those things in our head or like just reminders you know so I just want to encourage you guys to just hold on to the truths of the Lord and don't let the things that are lies just dictate how you feel about yourself and how you feel about relationships and believing like I don't deserve that because I did this. That is a lie. Yeah. So hold on to the truth and know like God is going to restore things. God will give me beautiful things. God wants good for me. And even if a few bad things happen, that's not because of what you did. Right. It's, you right. know, he, he doesn't do that to us. Yeah. So just Good reminder. Yeah, yeah. Just remember he is forgiving you and he loves you. Yeah. And just because you've done it in the past doesn't mean you have to keep doing it now. Exactly. Like you have control over mm-hmm. your choices. And, you know, if you want to strive for purity, strive mm-hmm. for purity. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, strive for that holiness, even if you, you know, maybe yeah. you've already had sex or you've already done mm-hmm. things um, of that. Even you know. you've said that. It made me think of um, when they brought the adulterous woman to Jesus. Mm-hmm. She was like caught literally like in the act. Like, yeah, yeah. Was naked. But naked. And he's like, where are your accusers? You know, go yeah. and sin no more. Yeah. But it wasn't like, you know, OK, go back and do what you were doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like if you if you yeah. have that conviction and you know it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to stand up mm-hmm. and try your best to yeah not sin anymore. Yeah, and not do exactly. that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, too, like, something, I don't know, sex is such an uncomfortable conversation, yeah. especially with your kids. Yeah. Like, I'm not to that point yet. My yeah. kids are still pretty young. But I remember, like, Thinking that I never wanted to have that talk with my parents because, like, it would have just been so awkward. I don't really know that we did. We really didn't. Um, there Which wasn't really. It's probably an issue in itself. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Again, like what we were saying earlier, yeah. you you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And, like, yeah. something that I was talking about with, with my cousin, um, she was saying, too, like, our parents, you know, talked or didn't talk about this subject because of how their parents talked or yeah, didn't talk right, about right, this right, subject. Right. Yeah. And so – um, I would really encourage parents to don't be afraid to have the awkward conversation because, yeah. you know, a byproduct of that, if you're willing to have the hard conversations, you're teaching your kids to have the hard conversations with their significant others and say, this is not a comfortable conversation, mm-hmm. but I'm going to have it because I need to have it. Yeah. And really relate to your kids that like, you know, sex is good. Yeah. In the boundaries of marriage. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is a way to worship the Lord. It is what we we're created to do. It is a beautiful thing. Exactly. But also there are boundaries to protect us. And these this is what it protects us from. Mm-hmm. Um, like don't just tell your kids sex is bad. Yeah. And then leave it at that because you're doing more damage. I know that it's awkward. Mm-hmm. Let it be awkward. Just say, yeah, I know this awkward. is awkward. Yeah. Sit, don't even look at each other if you don't want to look at each other. Like just yeah. have the conversation. Um but it, but it needs to be talked about and, and kids need to understand why they're not supposed to do something. And if that means, you know, trying to reach out to other people to hear testimonies, 
do that. I'm sure there are tons of people who would be willing to share their experiences and what they have learned Mm -hmm. with your kids so that they can see, you know, an example of it lived out so that they can really understand the importance of it and and also really stress the importance of not just sexual purity but purity of the heart mm-hmm. and and living a holy life and living God's standard and why we live this way yeah um, and the blessings that it brings the mm-hmm. blessings that it brings your marriage when you decide to wait mm-hmm. um, and the blessings that it brings you personally when you decide to be pure mm-hmm. and you know and that's in sin in general and you know sexually yeah. There are probably a lot of resources out there too that we just don't even know. Oh about. yeah, oh yeah. yeah. We're in the tons. day and age of information. I'm quite sure that there are a lot of books about how to have this conversation with your yeah. dads. Yeah, I I kind of wanted to talk about kind of how mine went down when my parents found out. We were like at a youth event. Yeah. Like my parents found out from my youth pastor that I had sex, so they came, got me, and I was literally just sitting in the car sobbing like apologizing i'm like i just felt like i dishonored my whole family like who on so like i just was sitting in the car and that i just felt so ashamed that's a yes. heavy burden to it carry was yeah. and like i yeah. was the first one like my brothers like they're not perfect either but like i was the first one that did something like so yeah like you know Felt that everybody knew, yeah that was like a big deal yeah. now my youth pastor knows well yeah like your whole, everything was like on blast at this point yeah everybody knew. and i'm like it is what it is but the point that i wanted to make was it i'm not upset at my parents because they didn't know what to do right like, they yeah. just did what yeah. they thought but i don't remember having a conversation like where do we go from here yeah. all i was told yeah. was don't go by yeah. the boy anymore. Right. Don't talk to him. You're not allowed to see him. You're yeah. not allowed to be right. by him because they wanted to protect me yeah. from that right. temptation, yeah. which yeah. I totally get. But they didn't but, get to the root of the problem. Yeah. And no. you can't fix it if yeah. you don't know the root of the and problem. And I still yeah. saw that person. I still was around them. Like, yeah. that. Like I didn't know where to go. Like, I just thought, oh, well, I already did it. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. matter anymore because I've already done it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, I didn't know that I could right. be restored from that. Yes. I would go into youth group and every single time pray and ask God to forgive me because I always felt that shame yeah. Yeah. because I never knew how to heal from it and how right. to be restored and like how to yeah. get my purity. That's like a whole other podcast. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> receiving healing for the stuff that you feel oh, like yeah, is like sure. so sure. beyond yeah. forgiveness. Yeah, because you know? yeah. I, I would think... just it was. Because you do, fun. you think you have to keep coming into church and being like, forgive me of this. But it's like, oh, I've already friend. forgiven you what I did on the cross. Like, this, right. is, this yeah. is finished. You know? Yeah, you but have to let it go. Yeah. That's and hard. I think as parents, like, we, and I'm saying this like I've already had the conversation, but mm-hmm. um, I, I really think that we have to be careful not to make our kids feel shameful. Like, yeah. yes, address what's happening and say, this of is course. wrong. This is why it's wrong. Let's figure out why you're doing this so that we can fix it. But you can't make your kids feel shameful because you have to create a safe space for them. They have to be able to come to you and say, listen, I did this and I messed up and I don't know how to get myself out of it. Because, you know, most of the time when this is happening, they're young. Mm -hmm. Like even even as an 18-year-old, I needed to be able to go to, to my mom and say, like, I did this. 
Mm-hmm. How do I not do it? Yeah. Yeah. And you can't, and like, they have to know that you're not going to make them feel ashamed. Yeah. And, you know, you're not going, like, also any, you know, kids who are listening, you have to give your parents space to feel their emotions. Yeah. They're probably going to be mad or sad or disappointed. And they're entitled to those um, feelings because, yeah. you know, these things are wrong and they come with consequences. Um, yeah. It's hard to hear that about yes. your yes. baby. Yeah. Yes. Like your parents yes. always look at you as yeah. your baby. Like right. no matter how old we get, yes. we're always their baby. So it's like you always want to make sure that when you're talking, you give them a second. But I think when we when we remember our parents have – this picture of us and mm-hmm. yeah. obviously they want yeah. good things for us yes. and when we do tell them things it's not easy right. but as a parent remembering like I have to have that safe space for yeah. my kid yeah. to come and talk to me right yeah you know that's that and be willing important. to have the the hard and the uncomfortable conversations mm-hmm. well, even before both ends. it happens yeah on yes. both ends there's both like ends. this yes. balance of grace and responsibility because you're like have to give myself grace and then as a parent yes. you have to give them grace yeah but then there's a responsibility yeah. piece that you have to like yeah own exactly. up to it and start doing right you know yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure that's with anything yeah. that's with sex or anything yeah <laughs> you owe her a coke yeah you owe me yeah. a coke we change. okay so um brie what is the number one thing that you would want listeners to take away oh goodness one thing out of all the stuff we just i know about, can you come back to me? Yes, I'll come back to you. <laughs> okay. okay, tip. Okay, I was kind of thinking about mine and then oh, I you're forgot already ready? it. No, I'm not really ready. Say. Okay. So my biggest thing that I want any parent or any girl or boy that might be listening is to remember that no matter who you're with, only the Lord can fill that desire yeah. to have that deep love. Um, that deep connection, like that he is the only one. So if you think in the moment when you're 14 or when you're 18 or 25, or even right now in 30, 45, like no one will fill that void. No one will fill that desire for you because God put that in our heart and he wants that for us. He's the only one that can do it. Yeah. So remember that he is the one to go to he is the one that can fill it and yeah yeah that's my biggest thing okay I think I have it because I'm thinking <laughs> about my younger self like what would yes. I have said to yes. the younger Brie I would have said a lot of things to her actually but <laughs> same um, but not to you to me I mean I guess to you too but <laughs> yeah, you could have told me absolutely um so my biggest takeaway and what I think I want people to realize or think about, maybe just ponder, is that the hard things in life are the best things in life. Mm -hmm. Like those things that require us to be vulnerable and honest and have hard conversations, those are the things that birth like the most beautiful things out of us. So I just think about how, how many, I'm such a weirdo. I think of everything like symbolically, which is weird. But like you think about like having a garden and digging up the soil and planting seeds and watering it and tending to it. And, you know, the sun is involved and there's so many elements of it, but it's hard work and you have to get your hands dirty. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, especially with 
like relational topics when it comes to so when it comes to like the topic of sex and things relationally like there are always going to be even if it's not sex i just feel like relationships are hard yeah you know like the things that you do to keep your relationship healthy mm-hmm. and whole usually require really hard work yeah so i just want to encourage people who are listening that like most likely the things that you treasure in your life are things that weren't easy to come by and you know yeah. things that you worked hard for, for sure. so i think it's important to recognize that while it's hard work now if you if you stay the course yeah. it'll be a beautiful yeah. reward a beautiful harvest that you get to reap so yeah, don't be afraid to do the hard work because I promise <clears throat> it'll it'll work out in the long run you feel like you and tony are a good example of that like yeah how how have you lasted this long I you know, know like I, I really i know that sounds so mean but no, i mean but you know, the yeah, odds were against you no. yeah yes. i mean like You've yeah. done a lot of hard work and it doesn't mean for all three of us, it doesn't mean that there's not still work to be done. Right. Or there's always going to be work to be of done. Course. But, yeah. um, you know, those things that you treasure yeah. in life mostly probably occurred because you decided this is something worth mm-hmm. fighting for. Right. for sure. And we have to wake up every day, especially in marriage and choose to yeah. keep, yeah. you know, putting forth that effort mm-hmm. and all of that. So yeah, that's my takeaway. Well, it's funny that you said, um, like, how have y'all lasted that long? Sorry, that sounded really um, mean. I, I that was said. In well, love. but it's a, it's a good thing. It's, it it's is. A good thing. It is. But um, like a few years back, I don't know. It's probably been like at least five years. Um, uh, there was a church sermon, and the pastor was talking about um, like all of these. I think it was specifically on divorce, and he was talking about all these statistics and like, um, like how they come into play with divorce and out of all the statistics, I mean, we had a 95% rate of divorce. Like that was our odds. Like so many things were stacked against us just from, um, you know, he comes from, um, you both come from broken homes, right? Broken homes. Um, you know, sex before marriage, getting pregnant before you're married, mm-hmm. financial problems, like mm-hmm. just all these things were stacked against oh, us. Like yeah. we really, um, our marriage had like, what, like a 5%? Yeah. Um, I can't somewhere in between there. Me, I but it's 95% against yeah. you. And it's 5% How about yeah. the chances yeah. weren't great? Yeah. They, they were, were not good. <laughs> so like the fact that we have made it to like 10 years is yeah. amazing. And it really speaks to, the Lord's goodness. Um, but I think that is my takeaway. Don't, don't put yourself in positions where you're going to have to pay for it later. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like we've been saying throughout this whole episode, your choices have consequences Mm -hmm. and, um, many of which you don't get to see until years down the road. Um, like I just I think I think about my marriage as a whole and there like there's a lot of times where I wonder if we wouldn't have had to fight so hard for our marriage if we would have just done things the right way. And I really just want people to heed um you know the warning that the Bible gives us of you know saving yourself for marriage and being pure in heart and not just in 
you know, a sexual nature, but just in whole and like just pursuing holiness, because at the end of the day, it really is just to protect us so that we don't have to go through all of these hardships so that we don't have to learn the hard way. And honestly, like, it just goes with my personality. I learn the hard way. <laughs> it's just yeah. something that I've learned to accept. But if I can keep other people from having to learn the hard way, I will try my best. Um, and, and at the end of the day, yes, like this is our story and the Lord's going to use it as a testament. But, um, you know, I, I would really love to see people, um, you know, having a good marriage from the get-go because they had that foundation of Jesus and they had Jesus, you know, in their sights from the beginning and they let him lead their marriage and their relationship instead of being mm-hmm. like, oh crap, I messed up. Now I need to throw Jesus into the mix. Yeah. Um, you know, and and like we've been saying too, don't live in shame if you've if you've already been there, um, because the Lord can redeem all things and mm-hmm. um, you know, there's forgiveness, there's mercy and grace and Um, he loves us very much and he wants good things for us. And, um, this is one of those things, um, marriage is beautiful and it's a gift and should be treated as so. And, um, I hope that, you know, these last few episodes have really helped, um, all of you listeners that you have lots of takeaways and things that you want to implement and, um, just think on and act on and, um, you know, again, just strive for a life of holiness. So, all right, y'all, that's all we've got for today. And I'll catch y'all on the next episode. Peace out. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this week's episode on The Coffee Shop. I'd love to connect with you more on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. See y'all next week.